0: And, yeah, so that's the whole point of these homework classes on Saturday and Sunday that, uh, Angela is going to be doing, uh, again this weekend is to give everyone that opportunity to work on the New Year's reboot material in community. And, um, so, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump into our prayer now and then we can talk a little bit more. Ah, It's so good to take this breath of love and gratitude and to open our hearts and minds to the vision of love that we already are, seeing ourselves in this virtual circle of love and light, calling upon the violet flame angels to penetrate every part and particle of our lives our relationships, our cellular structure, our emotional body, mental body, spiritual body, etheric body, causal body, all the subtle bodies, every aspect of our life, our heart, our mind, our home, deeply, powerfully penetrated with the highest frequency of violet flame that we can stand Seeing that violet flame engulfing the earth, every being, every particle of life, every river, every lake, every body of water, every aspect of life, all the government offices, all the military offices around the world, steeping everything with that pure,
1: beautiful transmuting, transforming, liberating violet flame. And moving deeply into our heart, we partner up with the
0: higher Holy Spirit self, breathing deeply, opening to that violet flame, just breathing it in, steeping ourselves in this energy of transmutation and transformation, liberation. It's a divine alchemy that we're calling forth. And so this is the vibration of our conversation. This is the vibration of our dialogue, liberation, transmutation. We're turning the lead into gold and we're willing to see the diamonds that we already are, the pure and perfect, flawless diamonds that we already are we're grateful and thankful to share this awakening expanding pure and perfect awareness with everyone because we are one with them so grateful and thankful to share the healing with
1: all we allow it to be and so it is amen 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 Yeah. So, yes, those homework calls
0: that Angela is doing on Saturday and Sunday again this weekend, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific, and I guess that would be 7 p.m. UK time. Um 8 p.m. for you, I guess, Lars. Um is that right? Your 6 hours, so 7 p.m. for you and Elena. I believe so. Um, yeah. For the purpose of f- finishing that work and even just discussing it, although we are discussing it here. Um, uh, it's just another opportunity to be in community and have those beautiful discussions. And um, they, they really are wonderful. And of course, Angela is doing breakouts too. Um one thing I wanted to bring up also is um, I'm taking a Kundalini yoga teacher training, uh, which I'm enjoying. It's uh, 10 weekends, one weekend a month for 10 months. And I've done a few weekends. I've got another one coming up um, later in the month. And um, one of the things that we have as an aspect of our class. We have uh, 14 Students in the class, and um, I and we have a WhatsApp group. A WhatsApp group, so it's uh, it's like text messaging, but it's a special app. It's a free app, and um, what's great about it is it can include the the Europeans, people all over the world. So um, I thought it would be nice for us to have a WhatsApp group like that because we're we're small enough that it wouldn't be overwhelming. And so um I think if everybody put their AIGs in it would be too much. But um for announcements uh, or uh when you feel like I need a prayer request, something like that, um it could be just a, a nice addition. Not mandatory, not required, but just a, a nice addition. Um so uh my phone goes off all day long and when I am not available I turn it you know off and when I am sleeping I turn it off and uh um I know recently I read a report that it's really, really important everybody turns their cell phones off at night or at least put them in far away from where you're sleeping.
1: Anyway, um, so uh, I I guess
0: is anybody, if you feel like you would not like to be a part of a WhatsApp group, um, then maybe you can... Just email me. Otherwise, it's a done deal. And uh, uh, I'll include everyone. Um, Sh- Sean, did you cut your hair? You're just wearing it back. You just wearing it back. Okay. It's <laughs> gonna say what looks like you cut it
2: there. Um, it was called not having my hair done. So pulling it back. I, I've been working from home the last few weeks. I've,
0: I've heard about that, but, you know, I'm a beauty queen, so my hair always looks perfect.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, all right. Does anybody have a breakthrough testimonial breakdown that they'd like to discuss
1: before we jump into our uh, New Year's reboot work? All right. Oh, great. Robin. Robin. Uh, I won't
2: go into detail, but I had another event to say yes to, and it really, um, uh, you know, the walk with God was just close, and it was amazing, and uh, I did it, and uh, it just keeps building my trust and faith when I um, take on things I'm scared or nervous about, and so it was just lovely, and I think I thank Spirit and I thank all of my prayer partners and circles that encouraged me and held that space of love for me.
0: Oh beautiful! Yes, it's wonderful to watch you uh, blossom. Everybody, of course, yeah, yeah, in our class just blossoming, blossoming, blossoming. And I got to uh, spend time with Anna Marie on Sunday. She joined me at uh, John Mundy's lecture, and then we went out to dinner, and that was so nice. Thanks for coming along and taking the time to hang out with me, Anna Marie. That was so nice. All right. So,
3: Diane. I just had a question. Um, <clears throat> I've still got this bit of an ongoing health issue, which I had you know, towards the latter part of last year. Um, and I am using the prayers from the um, the emerald green ray. And I do find it really helpful. Um, I just have a question. It's about the prayer. And it talks about emotional and mental traumas that you're wanting to release those, as well as etheric scars. And I'm just wondering if you, could speak of, to me. I don't know if other people understand what etheric scars are, but I don't. And, and because I've been praying it for some time now, I'm just wondering, um, it would be helpful to me if you could help me a little bit with that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm glad you're asking. I love it when people ask these questions. So Fifth Ray chapter 5 131
1: um and is that uh, the prayer that's in the back the the one that you're referring to
3: So it's on page 143, prayer for the fifth ray healing, and right in the second paragraph. Right, yeah.
0: Um, So our etheric body is the energy, subtle energy body that is where we store, in a sense you could say, we store, we store uh, causation, our belief system. So um, decisions that we made along the journey, this life or any other. Um, and so um, I've certainly read that prayer many, many, many times. I have not heard anyone uh, give a teaching on etheric scars, but as soon as you asked about it, it's um, so many of us have scars on our physical body, right, that um, are permanent marks, but sometimes you can actually dissolve those scars. And by the way, I find frankincense oil is amazing. To um, you know medicinal quality, frankincense oil is amazing to heal things on the skin and um, so uh, I, I have seen on my own body
1: uh, scars disappear and um, So these etheric scars are. What I'm getting is it's it's a memory of the experience the decision the uh the birth of a belief uh that 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 energy of it is still
0: there the memory of it is still there. And it is just like if you were going to bounce energy off of a flat surface. If you were going to put something on that surface, uh, when you bounce the energy, let's say sound
1: or light, those waves would uh, have a uh, – the bump on the surface would affect the waves coming back.
0: So that, uh, those scars are still affecting us, but they can be dissolved and resolved permanently. Uh, because the only thing that keeps us holding on to them is some idea that it's valuable, some idea that, uh, those trace remnants of that traumatization that difficulty that we need it there, and I know for me, my thinking used to be I need to remember all these things that have happened to me all and you you all probably have heard me tell that story of when um, my father and I were having a difficult time around the time of my mother 's death and and I went up to the the quarry and the top of the hill, and I laid in the snow. And um, the, the guides and angels showed me all these decisions that I'd made, hundreds of them, to take revenge on my father and to never forget what he did and to always remember those three things. I'll never forget. I'll always remember. I will have my revenge. That I made those declarations, those vows is what was shown to me at that time, hundreds and hundreds of times. And um, they were all coming up for healing at this time in my life. And um, so I made that decision to let them all go. And I truly felt they went. Um, So we don't. As I say all the time, we don't have to know exactly what that scar was, where it came from, how long it's been there, who helped us to make it, you know, what the decision was. We don't have to know any of that. Uh, Just our continuous prayer for healing and accepting of it uh, is, I mean, one prayer is plenty. And the way uh, Ernest Holmes I don't know if he said this, but it's an expression in the science of mind community where we call our prayers, spiritual mind treatments. And in the Christian science community, I think they call them mind treatments. Um, And um, so in the science of mind community, we would say treat and meet, move your feet, treat and move your feet. In other words, say that prayer and then, get going move in the direction of your answer prayer and um and people would ask Ernest Holmes just like in A Course in Miracles does healing need to be repeated do the prayers need to be repeated and um my answer to that is and Ernest Holmes answer Course in Miracles answer is if there's doubt again if there's doubt affirm what you are affirming Uh, but don't entertain the doubt so for me I pray about the same things every day every every day but as you all know I also pray for the realization of the spiritual qualities I pray for seeking first the kingdom which is within and everything being added unto me and that everything being added unto me is the full realization that this rainbow of spiritual qualities that these great rays as Jesus calls them in A Course in Miracles, that they are our true nature. That's what Jesus says in the course that when we see our brothers and sisters as they truly are, we will see them as the great rays. So these spiritual qualities, these are seven rays. Patricia Cota Robles in her uh, Violet Flame book, she talks about um, the 12 rays, solar aspects of deity, she calls them, um, that these are our true identity. This, This is our inheritance and that they are pure and perfect live streaming all the time. We can express them and reveal them. So, um, these etheric scars are being dissolved and resolved we are healing them and one of the best tools we have is also that violet flame too because it, it's like a a loosening agent and i find by, that by working with that violet flame uh many times a day things are frequently less frequently all the time but they are coming up for healing oh and uh, I was talking about this in the sacred circle the other day that the way it it works, because people were talking about how uh, there's an ebb and a flow that you feel like you're riding high and things are going well and then you kind of fall off the wagon, your spiritual practice wanes and you get distracted and other things become more important and then you start to find yourself uh having a hard time and things aren't so good and now it's very stressful and so we learn through the contrast right the highs and lows and the more we really dedicate ourselves to being consistent right consistent is what in a course of miracles jesus calls honesty it's the second character second most important characteristic of god's teacher It's honesty, which is consistency, consistently choosing love. The more we do that, those highs and lows uh, even out. And so there are little blips. Even when there's a major challenge, it it doesn't send us into panic and hysteria. The more we we, um, let go of all the trigger points, right? But in the meantime, the trigger points are – coming up to alert us to an etheric scar, something, a false belief, some uh, memory that we haven't let go of. One of the prayers that I made for several years um, was uh, to, I, I asked Spirit to take all memories, all painful memories out of my mind unless I could use them to help someone else that I just didn't need to have them anymore. And, um, and I would say that was the removal also of etheric scars because I, I, I went through a period, maybe 20 years where I would have from time to time, these flashbacks of, um, Past lives that were really awful, awful,
1: awful. But I, I don't have that anymore. I don't have that anymore. Any thoughts or questions about this? From anyone? All right,
0: so uh did you all do the um, um repeating memories section of the New Year's reboot, which is that list of eleven things, and then what's the percentage
1: of your your energy that goes into it every day? Did you do that um yeah, that's really worth doing. So I wanted to, uh, have
0: us go into a breakout and discuss what, uh, what you got this year versus previous years.
1: So, uh, take, uh, uh, a, a, a breakout, um
0: for maybe 10 minutes in groups of three. And I'll remember that the Carruthers are due. And um, anybody have a question before we go into that breakout, you're going to discuss the repeating memories section of the new year's reboot. And uh, if you've got old, if you can remember what you had in previous years or, uh, and also actually in this, Um, not just talking about the percentage, but actually I'm going to give you more time for this because what I'd like you to do or what the invitation is that I'm feeling for us is to look at the list of things and how long have they been there? Are they new? Are they old? And are you willing to do a forgiveness letter on each and every one of them, a a self-forgiveness letter? Are you willing to make that commitment? How do you feel about
1: it? Um, so I'm going to give five minutes per person, I think. Does that make sense? Do I need to say it again? I bet you someone in your group can can uh, model it for you
0: if you didn't quite get it. All right, I'm going to... Uh, put us into our um, breakout rooms then. Um, Let's see here. And actually, you know what, I'm gonna unmute everybody. If you wanna discuss it while I'm just setting up the, um, uh, if you had a question.
3: Okay, here we
1: go. So,
0: aha, insights, revelations of truth.
1: Kazi, can you hear me? Hey,
4: Kazi. Hey. Hey, I would share one thing I shared on our group, um, which I realized how helpful it is for me. So I don't know, it might be helpful for other people. Um, uh, Early on, I'm a journaler. So early on, I actually made a journal for my forgiveness letters. And I found it very helpful to go back. Some of my memories are old, but now they're more not as old. But in the past, when an old memory would come up, I'd go back and look at the uh, forgiveness letter I had maybe written before, a regard to it, and it's been very helpful to see how much it's changed and shifted. So I've found that process very helpful to put, you know, to write my forgiveness letters in a journal so that I can go back to them.
0: That's a fantastic idea. What a great idea. Yeah. That's wonderful. I love that.
4: Yeah. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So when you go back to it, can you share a little bit more about why or how
1: that's helpful to you?
4: Um, Yeah, I was trying to think. uh, um, What I have discovered by doing that is – well, two things. First of all, I find forgiveness letters kind of hard to do, actually, um, but because in our group we were talking about how that they really take you deep, and that's what's really helpful. And so I usually go back to the the journal, your journal, that actually you know asks you the different questions you should ask yourself, because I don't always remember um, without that prompting. Um, but I've been surprised um, thinking that, oh no, that. That memory hasn't really shifted or, you know, oh, here I am again with that. And that by going back to the, um, previous forgiveness letters, because I put a lot of detail in them, um, I can't think of one off my he- off the top of my head right now. I wish I could to give an actual example, but I have seen that the ways of which I have shifted, which I have, you know, before I went back to that letter, thinking, oh, this hasn't really changed at all. And where I could see it really had and that, like, I always kind of think of um, my deep memories often are kind of like a, um, you know, you're, just go, you're peeling off the layers of the onion, so if it comes up again, it's like, okay, it's for healing again, but it's at a different level or something else is coming up around that to heal, and I can see that by going back and looking at my previous forgiveness letters for that particular memory.
0: Yeah, and and I know for myself, Kazi, that uh, sometimes I I have written things down that I'm willing to release or things like that, that even though I'm writing it only for me, no one else is ever going to see this, I still am not 100% authentic. Uh, it doesn't happen anymore really, but it used to be that, you know, I wouldn't be a hundred percent real with myself or authentic. And so I could see where going back and rereading those forgiveness letters would maybe give you an opportunity to catch where, oh, you know, I wasn't really, wasn't really totally telling the truth here. Maybe.
4: Yeah, that that's a great reminder. When you're saying that, I, I early on, I definitely saw, you know, going back to the earlier ones, I definitely saw that, like you say, even though I know no one else is going to read this, there's still that part of myself early on, particularly that I'm not, I haven't always been as authentic. And now I really see the authenticity and, and like, oh, yeah, I really want to heal this. Yeah. The willingness. So really seeing that willingness.
0: That that's great. That's a great help to us all. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, any other any other aha's or insights about looking at the repeating memories? Does anybody um, have uh, Elena?
5: Yes, I had an aha uh-huh that. My percentage is fifty three and when I look through the list it's most of it is coming from one single memory, so one single thing so it's very helpful and didn't see it before, but when we were discussing, it became clear to me and it motivates me to uh, do self forgiveness work around this yeah
0: yeah it's it's really great. So you know how I, um, I talk about in year one and in the journals, there's the picture of the brick wall, where if we can, and I also talk about this in spiritual counseling training intensive, that uh, we have these foundational beliefs, I'm bad, I'm not good enough, etc. And then all the bricks in the wall are based on that foundation. And so this this is often the case that we have um, certain things where many bricks in the wall are based on that one thing and uh, what i'm I'm feeling to ask you now, Elena, is, is there a direct correlation between the, the thing that you're talking about and that core belief of I'm bad, I'm wrong or
1: you,
5: you you're reading my thoughts, something's wrong with well this time it's it's written here with my son, but it's actually directly about me yeah it's exactly this it's like this break
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that that's great that just you know what that tells me actually elena and I, I, I hope this is really valuable is that you are so dedicated to eliminating this belief. From your mind that you are uh, you are absolutely willing to uh, sorry I just got distracted um, by something happening with my, my phone um, you are absolutely dedicated to eliminating this belief that you have manifested someone who adores you to help you with that and you're helping him of course you're helping each other it's it's a celebration of love and it's total perfection being revealed
5: I have exactly the same feeling I just see that I have some moments of awareness now where I just see that absolutely he's just Really perfect and whole and complete. Mm -hmm. And somehow in my perception, Mm -hmm. I'm creating these situations which are complete. That's why the healing is so easy. When it happens, it's just so like, wow. Because there is nothing, literally nothing wrong with him. Mm -hmm. It's all for my, it's all my worst uh, ideas and worst um, images that I project somehow and see in him and he's just kind of helping me to heal them just mm-hmm. so like this uh...
1: yeah
0: because uh, yeah it's just amazing because as you know you took the prayer power class uh years ago because you you really were thinking needing whatever resource you could find to help you in your relationship with your son and to help him with his, his issues and that created miraculous healing and that brought you into masterful living and, and you're fulfilling your, your dream, your goal that you had back then to be a counselor and to help other parents and other moms and people and, Everything is working together so clearly as you're doing that spiral up So one of the things is to really um, uh, Just Truly celebrate the the healing that's happening Really really put attention on that deep deep gratitude
5: I have it too. Really, and I have really, really many moments of just pure awareness that's, it's just, it's just a miracle happening and nothing has ever been wrong and yeah. neither it is. It's just mm-hmm. very, very deep and very valuable healing is happening here. Mm-hmm. This we know.
0: Mm-hmm. Permanent, lasting healing to the. Yes. People. Yeah, and one of the ways that you know that that's what's going on is because you're seeing uh, also physical transformation as well as emotional and mental, Mm -hmm. yeah, physical healing. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, that's that's a great awareness to see that they're all related to the same thing. You know, that's why having the group conversation and coming together – is so valuable because uh, when we join together, it really just, then it's, it's enjoyable to do what otherwise can feel like a burden. Yes. Thank you for that. Thank Anybody you. else like to share? Some ahas or insights from the uh, this exercise? Got um, Angela's raising her hand. Hey there.
1: I think you're on Hi, move. everybody. Yeah.
6: Okay. Um, what's come to my awareness this week in my prayer calls with my partners and, and this conversation today is um, I've literally seen all these green lights in my life light up where before there felt like limitation. So, and I'm feeling the energy behind this year being like, if you want to just get rid of that, you can, like every limiting thought and every old occurring fear. Yes. And um, what I, what I was sharing with our, my group was, this brings me to the, oh, crap. <laughs> I've never lived an unlimited life fully. So now I'm scared of that. And yet I'm not really scared of it. It's just now that's where the fear is. It's not, I can see clearly that everything can be removed. And then that becomes the being afraid of your greatness, which I haven't really maybe felt this clearly before. So I'm not debilitated by it, but I see the new angle the ego is taking because I see the green lights and I know the power that I have that whatever. And then it's like, Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. Um, So we can play the game that way. Wow. I didn't realize. So it's just kind of humorous, but um, that's what I've been seeing.
0: Yeah. And you know, that's always been true that, um you can have whatever healing you'd like your willingness is all that's required but what the folks have been doing this work like we all have what i see across the board is we are feeling now that it's the the barriers in the mind the the idea that oh it's difficult oh it's laborious oh it takes time Those ideas are really loosening up, really super fast loosening up compared to think of I I think of this sometimes. And it was very helpful to me when I went to um, Assisi and I I had this wonderful connection in uh, Assisi with St. Francis seeing where he lived in the streets that he walked upon for decades, you know, and that he walked upon, uh, as a young man, as an old man. And, um, what I, uh, and, and being in the church where he had the, the revelations that started him on his journey and all of that, um, and I thought of him there at that time in the dark ages, you know, medieval times when um, the mind was so closed. And here he comes as as um, kind of a difficult, he was a difficult person to those around him because he was very demanding and he was unrelenting. He started off as this very, very, just sweet, open-hearted, playful young man. And they became very um, kind of rigid in his mind, but he was such a ray of light in the darkness. And so I think of, uh, you know, 800 years ago, how difficult this work was for us, for us, you know, in our lifetimes at those times, that it was challenging and difficult. This, I, I I, really truly believe that the people who are drawn to me and doing this work with me, that they uh, are likely, like me, having had many lifetimes as ascetics, as clerics, you know, as nuns and monks and priests and priestesses and, and things like that. And so uh, to now get to this time where it's so fluid and so easy, and we can talk about our spirituality and our spiritual beliefs without being afraid of being tortured or killed or uh, things like or jailed. Uh, it's such a time of liberation, and um, and and the density is truly—it's just—it's lifting so fast. No. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up, Angela. Do you more yeah. to say
6: about that? No. The thing that's in my awareness is that I'm. It. You know, we talk of it, but I. I literally feel that when my repeating memories come up, that they're the ones I'm healing for my family. Like I'm literally healing it for my whole, whatever family lineage. Like, it's very, my awareness that like my mom and, and everybody that has held this belief so strongly that I'm like, well, I'm just going to move beyond this now.
1: <laughs>
6: and it's interesting to feel that. Um And still live in the normal world and go to the grocery store. But it's like, oh, Um, but I feel that's happening, too. So that's kind of cool. So thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you. Beautiful. Anybody else? Lars? Lars?
7: I just would like to share what Angela has brought up for me. I mean, at the moment, I'm very grateful that my healing process takes a long time. I mean, I remember (laughs) when I started Master for Living, I was a little bit, uh, yes... I thought it must, must be quicker, <laughs> and I would like to have a full family healing. But now I'm extremely grateful because I really listened to another spiritual teacher and she, she said that it would be too overwhelming for our body to have a healing all at once. Sometimes it's extremely helpful to do it step by step. And I mean, I see the healing in my family. I mean, my wife is also picking a lot of things up for me, but it takes time and it's extremely important important for her to really make this process step by step and I mean also the, our family healing it's not only my own healing but the whole healing of my family I mean my mother seems to be a little bit interested in this and we are talking about this so step by step but when I uh, come uh, when I talk a bit all at once I mean it would be too much for them and so it's not only my own healing it's the healing of our whole family lineage all of my relatives all my kids and things like that and so very uh, useful, but a very long-lasting process. But I'm very grateful now that it takes so much time and these challenges are coming up again and again. I once remember I was on holidays. I was in front of the sea and I did a very deep prayer to the sea. And it was extremely deep. And afterwards, there was a huge quarrel coming up with my wife. It was extremely huge quarrel. She didn't want to talk to me for one day. She was Extremely angry about me, and I thought about it afterwards, and I felt okay. This was an extremely deep prayer, and it might be the reason for this. Was a very uh, deep process, and it brought a lot of things up. And afterwards, I said, okay, I would prefer the uh, the not so challenging one, but the easier one, which takes longer time to really uh, have fun while doing the healing.
3: Yeah.
0: yes yeah and see that's i think that's a beautiful prayer to um and i remember making prayers like that too i'd like all of this to be fun and the course of miracles tells us you know that um if we're not wholly joyous meaning completely joyous wholly with a w if we're not holy and completely joyous all the time, then it's because we're thinking something that's false. And so let's you know let's make our prayer to be wholly joyous, completely joyous. And uh you know that uh, I can say for myself there there was a time in my life that I really didn't think that being joyful all the time was really possible. You know, being really totally lighthearted all the time. And I'm not there yet, but that is where I aspire to be. I aspire to really be like that laughing Buddha. And to be, you know, and uh, you know who's is, who's is kind of like that was David Hawkins. If you have you ever listened to David Hawkins? Yeah, he's he, the one who wrote Power versus Force, and um, we're going to be looking at one of his books. In um, I, I'm, I'm I haven't got a hundred percent guidance, but I think it's going to be in year two and um and so those who want to do that um we can do it together everyone of course um in year 2 3 in ascension pathway but um if you david hawkins wrote power versus force and many other books and was uh, an amazing amazing person in fact i wonder if i have it right here see if there's a about the author I have one of his books here um
1: I'm not going to go into this
0: now, but um, he, I, I haven't looked for videos of him on YouTube, but he laughed a lot. He laughed. Is anybody familiar with Hawkins and listening to his lectures or anything like that? Yeah, I went to see him uh, uh, several times. Have you? It, it, wouldn't you say that, Rand, that he would just laugh? He laughed all the time. And he was very sickly man, and uh very weak and he I forget he was in his eighties, I think, when he passed away um but he was just very jovial and he laughed a lot um and um and he was of course a miracle student, yeah. So that's I, I, that's something for us to really aspire to. You know, sometimes we see a lot of spiritual teachers and they don't seem so lighthearted. You know, it's one of the things I, I really enjoy about um, particularly David Hoffmeister. Uh, you know, he's so lighthearted. And I just see him getting more and more lighthearted. And uh, for myself... I literally, when I started this journey 30 years ago, I don't think I laughed once a month. I'm not kidding. I hardly ever laughed. You know, there were all kinds of things that, you know, would make people laugh, and I would just sit there thinking, that's not funny. That's not funny. And now I just, I laugh at things that are not funny, but they're delightful, you know. They're wonderful. And so I just Oh that's wonderful. And it's it I feel so much lighter about things. It's really it's really nice. And I have to say too when I was uh, in my 20s I found this was uh, it was um it was very um I couldn't stand it because it was it was sexist. But when I was in my 20s older men would say to me all the time smile it's not that bad. And so I just would uh, I just hated that when men would say, like, "I'm not here to smile for you, sorry, you know it's because um you know it was half of it was i think they were some of them were trying to be cheerful and say, "Hey, you know, I see you look so unhappy, and then the other ones it just was like, anyway, like I'm a baby doll, I have to smile for you because you." you need that from the women around you. But, um, so the lightening up on the way to enlightenment, I think it's really valuable for us to put our attention on it, put our attention on it. And by the way, I wanted to say that, you know, I have the, a course of miracles app, um, as you all know, and, um, it uh, it has the ability there. You can set timers in it to say whatever messages you would like. So if you're having trouble remembering to as you go through your doorways and to say, "I'm here only to be truly helpful. I'm here to represent God who sent me or Him who sent me," um, you can set the the app to remind you however often you would like so yeah i frequently don't remember to say it when i go through the doorway but once i get in the room then i remember to say it and um, is anybody doing that is anybody really taking that practice on and doing it and and noticing any difference yeah Somebody raise their hand. Oh, Robin.
2: Hang on. Gotcha. I will just say that I've memorized it now. And uh, I don't do it every, but I'm saying it more and more. And when I was doing it at the very beginning, uh, before life got real busy, it made me feel so much stronger. So I am keeping that in front of me and really wanting to use that tool.
0: Thank you. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Every
1: little bit helps. This is Kazi.
4: Yeah, this is Kazi. Mm Mhm. Um. So I've been doing it, and what I notice is that it gives me permission that I have this. I have this belief. I I realize from doing this that it has to be something big. Whatever that is, right? Whatever truly helpful is. And it's just, it's just really allowed me to be with what is. And whatever is in front of me, going through the doorway and doing whatever next, that's what's truly helpful. And it really is letting me let go of that false belief of whatever I think that, that looks like or should be or all those kinds of um, meanings that I've made to that, which I wasn't really aware of how much I had done, you know, to be able to be helpful, you have to be whatever. I had all these false beliefs. So that's really been um, useful to discover.
0: That's beautiful. Yes. And it, it, that and um, what Angela was sharing too uh, reminds me of in the Seven uh, Sacred Flames, page 173. It's about the sixth ray. It's, I also got prompted to go back to what Diane was saying. Um, uh, I, I I I I got strongly Diane before we close out our class that um, working with the resurrection ray. You know, and and doing those resurrection statements. I'm the resurrection in the life of my physical body, my emotional body, mental body. Uh, the the perfect blueprint. Those resurrection affirmations, mm-hmm. nine times each, or however you'd like to do it. Uh, I have found tremendous benefit. Um, it's um, and we are coming towards Easter time, and so one of the things here. And actually, on 172, I'm going to, in the middle of the page, uh, the beingness and the creatorship go hand in hand. Be bold and start bringing forth all your dreams. It is time to make them come true. So, this is the bold part on page 172. It says, Now let us talk about the power of resurrection which means to bring back or restore to a normal condition. This understanding brings the knowledge out of the miraculous into a working law with which those using it can be restored to wholeness. Witnessing the action of the resurrection flame through the bodies of those who have been resurrected from the dead or those with extreme physical conditions, we see death give way to life, the normal condition for every soul. If a dormant bulb, like a flower bulb, lying in the ground through the long winter beneath the snow and ice, can be stirred to life by the resurrection flame each spring and directed shoots and flowers through the soil, giving forth beauty and fragments, it should be a hope, and an example to all of you. If a simple bulb can externalize its immaculate concept through the resurrection flame, so so can you externalize your mastery. In fact, you can do this in a much greater way if only you would spend time invoking it daily in your life for your projects, for your gardens, and for everything you want to create and resurrect. The principle is the same for the bulb as it is for each of you in your life. Each year around Easter, and Easter this year is, I believe, the first Sunday in April. It's like April 3rd or something like that. Each year around Easter, the flame of resurrection is amplified in greater measure for over 40 days to create the miracles of spring for nature, for humans, and for all life on the planet. The resurrection flame is also available the rest of the year to everyone to use and invoke. It is limitless and free for the asking. What better deal could you find on the Internet? Did you ever contemplate what makes all of nature suddenly wake up for a new round of beingness in the spring? Of course, it is this wondrous golden flame. Take now a moment to allow yourself to feel the resurrection flame burst within you. Invoke it fully until you can feel it. The simple affirmation, I am the resurrection and the light, was given to me by one of my mentors, the great divine director, in my last incarnation prior to starting my public life in the land of Galilee. This was such a key for me, and I was so grateful for the gift of this affirmation. With this simple sentence, I built a momentum of the flame of resurrection in my inner body to such an extent that this very momentum allowed me to resurrect my body after the crucifixion. Say it now aloud or silently in your heart three times. Now feel the current current of hope alive within you. For within your heart, you know that there is the seed of a divine plan and destiny waiting to burst forth and externalize itself to make each of you step by step a Christed being. So let's let's do that right now. Let's say it. You can say it aloud. I'll say it aloud. And I like to place my hand on my heart. So we're going to say I am the resurrection and the life. We take we begin with a breath. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. Feel the current of hope alive within you, for within your heart, you know that there is the seed of a divine plan and destiny waiting to burst forth and externalize itself to make you step by step of Christed being. This seed in you is by far so much more powerful than the tiny kernel held within the pattern of the crocus or the early violet. And then I am Sananda. Together with Nada, we bless you and send you our eternal flame of cosmic love, except from us the gift of the Resurrection Flame and use it to discover its wonderful, miraculous-producing powers." Yes, mm-hmm. Yes, I, I work with the Resurrection Flame every day and I have found it so powerful. Uh, you can use it all kinds of ways. So there are many affirmations there in the um, the book um, on page one seventy five. Um, and but you can make up your own. Um, And uh, some of the ones, I think there's more in the back. Yeah, there are different ones in the back on page 239. Mm -hmm. And um, one of my favorite ones is is the gifts of my divinity. I am the resurrection and the life of the gifts of my divinity. Um, I like to do I am the resurrection and the life of, uh, my physical body's perfect blueprint. My emotional body's perfect blueprint. My mental body's perfect blueprint. My spiritual body's perfect blueprint. Um, my etheric body's perfect blueprint. You know, each one of those nine times, and then um, I, I like some of the ones in this list in 239. Um, but I so I do the the different bodies first. And then I go to the gifts of my divinity and it just feels like it just whoosh, it, it just expands so much when I go to that one. And, um, and I'll do the um, I am the resurrection and the life of all my relationships. And if I'm having a challenge with a particular person I'm in relationship with, I'll hold their uh, face in my mind's eye and Hold them in the flame with me as I do all my relationships um, so that I'm covering everybody, but like special attention to that one that feels a bit challenging. And I also do, uh, you can do anything. You can say, um, I'm the resurrection and the life of uh, my family's perfect harmony. Um, Carla?
1: Yeah, I have over 100, actually, but one of my favorite ones
0: is I'm the resurrection life of the realization of my wholeness. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. I love that. Wonderful. So, um, yeah. Anything else before we close out? Beautiful. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Well, let us pray. So grateful and thankful to open ourselves to the unprecedented flow of divine love and wisdom. So grateful and thankful to consciously attune to our perfect wholeness. So grateful and thankful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and to consciously choose our resurrection, resurrecting every aspect of our life and our awareness, the gifts of our divinity, the perfect wholeness of our physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, etheric bodies. So grateful to resurrect to the divinity of our life. So grateful, so thankful to share and broadcast the benefits with everyone. In gratitude, we allow it to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Did, did you, do you feel that energy shift working with that resurrection flame? I feel it so strongly. Just, whew. Yeah, the, and the more you work with it, it builds. It builds and builds. So I really encourage you to even just try for the next week, every day, dedicating, let's say, 20 minutes to working with that resurrection ray, maybe rereading that chapter in the sacred flames. Wonderful. Much love to you.
1: Till we meet again.